Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Walk On Radio. I'm your host, Dalton Meyer, and this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. So, guys, it's been a long season, and I think it's time I reintroduce Walk On Radio as the new era kicks off. I kind of want to get into that and talk about what I plan on doing with the podcast. And then I want to talk about my journey because it's been a wild couple of months. We're going to talk about leaving Sam Houston. We're going to talk about the transfer portal. And we're going to talk about my new home in San Antonio, Texas with the Incarnate Word Cardinals. But first off, I kind of want to talk about what we're going to do with the podcast. So the plan is, and I'll take credit for on myself and I'll apologize to everybody But this last season was kind of lackluster, especially with Hump being gone and me having a wild season. Uh, We didn't get to do a lot of content and we missed this season. I'll put that on myself as a host and and creator of the brand. I kind of let everybody down and and I apologize for that. But I do plan on kicking it back off and getting this podcast rolling again. And so this offseason, the plan is, of course, it's going to be a little bit difficult because there's not a lot going on. But I want to do some guests. I want to do some big episodes. I'm excited. And uh, I kind of want to get everything rolling. Given that I'm in a new era, a new place, a new home, I have a lot of new guests. I can interview some of the UIW coaches and kind of people on the team. So I'm really excited to do that opportunity. There was a point in time where me and Hump, we were thinking about just kind of killing it. You know, we had a good run with Walk On Radio and just kind of ending it on a high note. But Man, I got one more year left, and uh, I feel really good about this run. It's kind of similar to the COVID year that Sam Houston had. I really like this team, and I want to document it. If this is my last time doing walk-on radio, I want it to be a blast. I want to have a great time, and so I want to continue it for one more season. And maybe after that, we can keep going, but for now, we're just going to go one season at a time, and uh, we're going to pick it back up. We're going to keep rolling with walk-on radio. Now, kind of the big thing that I want to touch on is hump and what his journey is going to be, especially with walk-on radio. So as you know, it's just me right now talking, and that's going to be like that for a while, uh, for a couple more episodes. Now, me and Hump, we didn't have a big falling out. We we don't hate each other. Uh, It's nothing like that. In fact, Hump is actually moved on to some bigger and better things, I can say. Um, and, I, and I think it credits Walk On Radio for his journey and where he's gotten. He is, uh, right after his football season ended, his football career ended, he went straight into play-by-play for his high school, Sulphur Springs, the Wildcats, and he did a lot of behind-the-scenes interviews and, and off-the-field off interviews and after the game, and it's been really exciting to watch. And moving on from that, Hump has a new podcast, a, a new show called Down and Out. It's on Chad's Media on YouTube. They do live shows. You can still go back and watch them and it's such a blast and and it's really cool to see hump grow and continue to do what he started here and what i always knew he was capable of doing i mean that guy knows sports he knows how to talk and this is what he was born to do and so i'm really excited to see him progress throughout but uh his time at walk on radio of course he is welcome here at any time he can come on pop in whenever i'm i'm glad to have him i'm glad to talk to him but for the time being for for how we're gonna go steady on towards next episodes. It's going to be me. And uh, of course, I'll bring in some guests, but you know, Hump will forever be ingrained in this product, forever be ingrained in this brand. We were co-creators, you know, just because it was my idea, he pushed me to make this. 
And so you can't have walk-on radio without Hump. But uh, for now, it's going to be me. And uh, when I say new era, it's going to be me and y'all. We're going to have a great time. And like I said, Hump, he's always welcome to jump on the pod with us. He's Whenever he wants to host an episode or, or join me, he's more than welcome. But for the time being, it's going to be me. And uh, I'm excited. I think it's a good chance for me to kind of you know, work on my skill. Hump was really good at certain things and I was really good at certain things. And this is my chance to kind of go out and, and learn and, and improve. And so, like I said, really excited. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fun time. We're going to get back on track with walk on radio and it's going to be tough with the off season, but we'll find things to do. And man, I'm excited for this new era of, of me and my career, but also with the brand. So next up, I want to get into kind of how it's been for me. And I haven't really opened up about this. Um, I've kind of kept it professional and uh, I still am, but my departure from Sam Houston State University, and it's a, it's a tough one. I, uh, now, before I say anything, I, I do want to say that, you know, I'm grateful for my time at Sam Houston. I got to play five years of football. I got to start a couple games. I got to get a scholarship. I got to win a national championship. And that's, that's the best you can do. And I think uh, I have no bad memories of Sam Houston. Um, I've made friends that will be my friends for a long time. And so I can't really complain about how my life went, how my career went at Sam Houston. You know, it is just unfortunate how it ended. Um, now, of course, college football has turned into a business, and, and that's how it's going to be. And so I have, you know, no bad feelings. I have no, you know, angriness or, or aggression towards Sam Houston. It's a business. It just sucks. It's a hard pill to swallow. I uh, So kind of towards the end of the season, the change was moved that were moved to Conference USA, and they had to make some cuts. They had to make some decisions that were tough to make, and they had to kind of thin the people out and move on. And originally, I was told that, you know, I was put on scholarship. Uh, I wasn't a guy that came in with a scholarship being a walk-on. We all know that story. And they kind of told me, they said that towards the end of the year, they're like, look, we like you. We like you as a guy. We want you to be here, but we can't guarantee that you'll be on scholarship this next season. And, you know, I get it. It's something that, you know, I was grateful to have the scholarship and I knew that I earned it and it, it was a part-time thing. And so I understood they, they recommended doing the portal for me. They, uh, they said they would help me. And, uh, you know, if nothing works out, I can come back. Um, and I, and I, I appreciated that. That was until, you know, a couple kind of hearing through the grapevine that I was told that, you know, Dalton's just not a Conference USA tight end. You know what? It's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, every player has heard that before. Where you're not, where you're told you're not good enough, you're not fast enough. And trust me, being my journey from the beginning of my college career, I've heard that all the time. I heard it. I was too short. I was too slow. I was too fat. Of course, I get it. Um, so it, it was unfortunate that that's how it ended up. And I wasn't fit to be a Conference USA tight end. But like I said, stuff I haven't heard before, hard pill to swallow, but it is a business. So I, I get it. And, uh, you know, I wanted to end my career at Sam Houston. I wanted to finish my five years or my six years, actually, given with COVID. And I wanted to be part of that team, the first team to go FBS. And uh, it didn't go that way. And, and that's unfortunate. And uh, I wish it was. But, you know, it, that's how the cookie crumbles. And I could have stayed there as a preferred walk-on, um, but I just got the vibes that I wasn't really wanted anymore. Um, you could kind of tell from the coaches, the coaching staff, that, 
you know, they were kind of moving on with me. They didn't really want me part of the team anymore. And I understand it. I get it. Um, I spent five years there. I They used up all of me that they could, and there was nothing left. I was always the kind of guy that when guys get hurt, and at one point in the COVID year, I was the only tight end practicing at one point. And so I was always there to be available. But at some point, you just got to move on. And, and I just wasn't on their bill. I wasn't what they wanted anymore. And that's okay. Uh, like I said, I'm grateful for the opportunity I had. And now I'm at a place where I'm actually wanted. And uh, I really enjoy my time here and uh, at Sam. So, you know, it, my only regret and my only disappointment is that um, coaches on the staff, you know, I thought I had a better relationship with. But, uh, you know, once I left that school, once I hit the portal, I haven't heard from any of them. And, uh, you know, Coach Keeler, he's a great guy. And he's going he's gonna to end up being a Hall of Fame coach. But he preaches family. And, you know, it would have been nice to get a, a congrats text or ask how I was doing from, from coaches that I spent the last five years with. But, you know, I get it. They got a lot to work on. They, uh, they're, they're transitioning completely into a new conference, whole new schedule, whole new everything. So, you know, I can't complain, and uh, I'm going to keep reiterating that. I can't complain of how my career went at Sam Houston. A little disappointed how it ended. Uh, I thought I was, uh, you know, closer with the guys and closer with the staff, and it would have went a little easier. Um, I, just, I just really wish it didn't seem like they were throwing me out, and it, it's a business decision. I'll keep saying that too, but, you know, I, I'm where I want to be. I'm wanted here, and uh, hopefully I can win a, win a championship here. And, and good luck to Sam Houston. I still have a bunch of friends on that team, Seth Colsheen, Ethan Hagler, Keaton Allman, Garrett Hagler, all my old roommates, and plenty of other guys I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see ball out, and they got a tough schedule. It's going to be a tough schedule for them. Uh, in a future episode, I'm going to kind of go over that stuff. We'll talk about Sam Houston's schedule and UIW schedule and probably some others, but they got a tough road, and for their first season in FBS, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough one. And I'm excited to watch them. I'll be uh, watching from a distance, but yeah, it it, it hurts. Um, it'll be hard to watch. I don't know how much I'm gonna watch of it. You know, you spend five years at the same place, and you see people wearing the jersey you wore, and someone's gonna be wearing 27, and so it'll be hard. I probably won't pay attention to a lot of the games just because it, it'll take me a little bit to to get over it, but. I'm excited for them. I'm excited for the program, and I'm excited to see how that grows. So next up, I want to talk about the portal itself. That was a monster of its own deal. And so kind of getting into it, when I first entered the portal, I was really excited. And I kind of took some advice from three tight ends in my group at Sam Houston that all transferred, Jack Sherrard, Isaac Schley, and Jacob Kaner. They all kind of were giving me different advice, especially Isaac Schley. I really went to him for a lot of advice, and he really helped me out with different things. But the one thing that I was told, which was from Jack Sherrard, actually, is the transfer portal is going to be the most stressful time of your life. And at first, I didn't really understand it. I didn't know what he was talking about because the first couple days, right when I hit that portal, my Twitter was blowing up you know, coaches following me, getting DMs, and I was enjoying it. I was enjoying getting recruited. It, I didn't get recruited out of high school very hard, only a few schools. Sam Houston barely even recruited me. It was, it was a camp and then a Twitter invite, and that was it. And so getting all this attention, it, it felt nice. I, I will admit I got to experience what other guys did. And so I was confused. I, I didn't get why he was so stressed out, especially a guy like Jax, who, who was a great athlete and, and probably had a lot of offers. And then it kind of, it hit. 
after those first couple days, it gets quiet, it gets silent. And I started stressing out. I started thinking, well, am I going to get very many offers? Am I going to go where I want to go? And it wasn't until Wade Willett, offensive lineman who transferred from Cal Poly to Sam Houston, I talked to him and he was like, man, listen, I didn't get my first offer for my first FBS, FCS offer for maybe three months. And so that was really nice to hear. It kind of gave me some more confidence. I felt a little bit better about myself. But out the gate, I will say the first person that came to me was Coach McClung at Central Missouri, the Fighting Mules. What, what a name. You know, Hump always said FCS names, but the Mules, that's a great name. And so Coach McClung was the first guy to come out to me, and he, he DM'd me, gave me the offer, and it was, it was great. It was a great feeling of getting an offer again, knowing that, you know, I do have a place to go. But man, it was, it was stressful. It was a busy time for me. Every day waking up and checking my, my DMs, seeing if I got anything, building my film, which one film took two days. The next film, I did some special team stuff. That took another day. And just being active. I, I, I love social media, and you see me on there all the time, but I don't like showing off, especially when it comes to football stuff. But I was trying to tweet stuff every day. I was being corny. I was being cheesy, posting my, my growth in my body and, and my two-point conversion and all these different things. And it was, it was bad. You know, Keaton Altman, he would come up to me and be like, dude, you got to stop posting. But the more people see you on social media, the more attention you get because they're going to see a tweet, which makes them go to your profile. They're going to watch your film. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad, if they're laughing at you, if, they, if they're impressed by you, they're clicking on your profile and they're checking you out. And, and that's what I wanted. I wanted them, I wanted to be on my Twitter feed, on someone else's Twitter feed all the time. So they had to see me. And one of the longest things I did, and, you know, I was, I was impressed with it myself, but I found every, in, in every FCS team, I found their head coach, their tight ends coach, and their special teams coordinators' emails, and I emailed all of them. I emailed all of them uh, the same message. It was, you know, I, I want to go here. Here's my film. Here's my height and weight. And then I, my mom made a little resume for me. It had all my things on there, and I sent them to everybody. And it sucked because for, for days, you would just see opened or not or undelivered or no reply. And it, it was unfortunate. I had some goals that I wanted to go. You know, if I, my dream schools, the, the schools that I said, I want to play here, if they offered me, I'm going. North Dakota State, Montana, and Montana State. Now, obviously, with North Dakota State, it just fits my bill. It fits who I am as a player. Um, it was kind of a, these were all home run balls. Like, you know, if they offer me, that's great. Don't know if they will. But North Dakota State, obviously, Montana, it's a beautiful school, beautiful uh, stadium, just a place that would look really fun to play at. And Montana State, we played them in the quarterfinals. They they beat us pretty bad, but it's another team that I really, they, they are the standard of the FCS. And so I had those goals. Of course, I had low power five schools or a group of five schools you know, if they offered me, I would love to go. Um, and so I had I had people that I wanted to, and then a lot of schools showed up and started recruiting me. D2 and Division three, those schools recruited me heavy. And I just want to say that there is nothing against playing D2 and D3. It, it's great football. It's great people. And, and it's close enough to FCS in terms of facilities that that shouldn't be an issue. When I went to Central Missouri, the, the, the facilities are just on par with Sam Houston, maybe even a little bit better. And the people were great. And, and I will say, 
Central Missouri was almost my choice. It was almost my home. It's something that, you know, I'm opening up to you guys, but I was really close to going to Central Missouri. I really liked their their coach, their head coach, and Coach McClung, the tight ends coach. I was very close. And it's unfortunate because, like I said, there's nothing against playing Division II, but I did kind of have that mindset that, you know, this is Division II and, and I want to go and play Division I. I want to stay where I'm at. All these coaches, they've told me that, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not going to be an FCS tight end. I'm never going to start. And so I had that chip on my shoulder. And Coach McClung told me this, and it, it kind of hit me hard because I think he, he had a really good point. He said if, if Central Missouri was a FCS school, I would have committed right there. And he might be right. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that Division II gets the, the stereotype. And, and unfortunately, I'm one of those guys. But I had a plan. I had a mindset. I wanted to stay Division One, And so I had to tell Coach McClung I'm not going. One of the hardest calls just because of how close he, uh, me and him were. And, and that's the thing that is really great about the transfer portal and recruiting, but also really sucks. And that is building these relationships and, and building over time just to have to turn them down. I, I told myself I have to be professional. I can't get too tied into these, these schools unless I know it's the one. And I got really close with Coach McClung, and it sucked. It was a hard phone call, but uh, I had to turn him down. I wanted to keep waiting. Um, my plan was to wait during the spring. I was going to sit out during the spring and kind of wait things out. And, of course, UIW came a-calling, and I'm going to touch on that in a little bit. But, you know, going on with the transfer portal, I kept getting some some more and more Division two, Division threes, a uh, couple NAIAs, and they're great schools. I'm, I'm going to keep telling you that I, they were fantastic schools great people. I just had a mindset that I wanted to go division one and I kept waiting and I kept waiting. And then coach Bryant from UIW gives me a call. Now he, uh, he's the former tight end coach here in Carnet word. He's now at Texas state coach Kenny took them all and they're all at Texas state now. And he was telling me that he wants to recruit me and, and he just has to wait till the playoff ends. And if you know about incarnate word football, the playoffs lasted a good bit. Uh, they went to the semifinals losing to North Dakota state, and so I kept waiting. I knew that Incarnate Word might be there, and he said he was interested, but then he goes to Texas State, and now all of a sudden it becomes, well, do they still want me? And uh, I even texted him at Texas State, and I said, hey, man, if you want me there, I'll come with you. The Coach OG, Sam Houston D-line coach, he went to Texas State with them, texted him, said, hey, man, you know how I play. If y'all need someone like me, let me know. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. They uh, Texas State has a great recruiting class this year, man. They're going to be a, a team to watch for. We'll kind of cover that later. But yeah, you know, I had UIW for a second, and then all of a sudden it was gone. And a lot of that happened throughout my time recruiting is coaches were bouncing in and out and, and going around in the coaching carousel, which we've all heard about. And that just goes to show UIW's success is their head coaches are moving on quickly because they're winning. They're doing a great job. And with a school like UIW, what it is right now is it is a transition school. You come here, you win, and you move on. And I'm going to touch on this a little bit more, but Coach Killo, I think he wants to change that. He wants to make UIW a destination spot where coaches want to come and coach, just like North Dakota State. North Dakota State wins every year, but you don't see coaches bouncing in and out. They keep their guys for a long time. Why is that? It's got to be something with the culture. It's got to be something with the atmosphere. And I think that's what Incarnate Word wants to do. 
But kind of continuing on with the transfer portal, it got a little stressful, continuous day in, day out, waiting for DMs, waiting for likes on Twitter, following every coach I saw. Man, the amount of DMs I sent to different kind of coaches, it was it was crazy. It was a it was a wild journey. And then and then visits started. And visits, man, they were they were a blast. I enjoyed going out to seeing the campuses and seeing the guys in person and just getting to have that recruiting journey that I didn't get. Uh, a lot of you guys, a lot of high schoolers that are that are heavy stars, you know, five star, four stars, they get these official visits, man, and it's it's something you gotta respect and you gotta love because people like me didn't get that. So when I got to go out and I got to go on these official visits and I'm getting, you know, I go to the hotel room and my bed's filled with stuff and you know they got stuff for me and they're all talking about me and how good I am. It feels good. And, uh, you know, I don't want to feel cocky. I don't want people to hype me up to the point where I'm, I'm too confident in myself. But also on the other side of that, you can't put someone down to the point where they don't have confidence in themselves at all. And I kind of started getting that at Sam Houston. Um, you know, it just felt like that everything was wrong and it, I wasn't good enough. And I had a great sit down with Coach Bassett and uh, Coach Bassett, the offensive line coach of Sam Houston. And, you know, I just felt like that no matter what I did, it was wrong, and no one respected me and respected how I played. And Coach Bassett kind of told me, told it to me. He said, man, you're right, because what have you done to get respect? And he was 100% right. I didn't really do anything to that point yet, and that's kind of what kicked me in the gears. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be balanced when it becomes, when it comes to, you know, positive and negative towards a player. You have to push them up a little bit then you can kind of put them down again or you just get to the point where you don't feel like you have it anymore and I think I got to that point at Sam Houston where I just felt like at no point was I ever good enough and so it felt really good to go on visits and these guys were telling me well you are you're really good uh one of the visits I went on was Butler University and man I I loved Butler coach Aldifer young coach beautiful campus it's in Indianapolis Indiana it's a it's a prestigious school a school where my degree would mean something and I really enjoyed the play there but you know unfortunately the way Butler works is they don't give athletic scholarships and uh, you know it was one of those deals where my degree getting a degree from Butler meant more than having to pay for school if, if you get what I'm saying I understood that what my degree meant if I went there was stronger than having to pay for one year of school. And so we went there. I, I love the city. I, I love the campus. But, you know, like I said, it came down to money. And while it was a great opportunity, I just I had to turn it down due to I couldn't afford it. It's money is tight for me and my mom. And it's got to be a school where we get paid. And, uh, you know, I was a walk on for long enough and I got put on scholarship. It's time that maybe, you know, I, I need to be put on scholarship. I need to be shown that I can be the guy that people trust and I can continue forward and and do my thing. And so moving on, I went to a couple more visits, East Central. I enjoyed it, man. It was a uh, it was great meeting coach Wax, Maxwell, who's now at UT Permian Basin and what a crazy class they're getting in in the Division 2 world. They're just building guys and and building a culture there. But great coach, it was a, such a fun visit. And so I get to go on these visits. I wake up every day checking my DMs, checking my Twitter, checking my phone, getting calls. And man, it, it got draining. It got to the point where sometimes I'd wake up and I'd be like, man, I'm not, I'm not going to get what I want, you know? And uh, I got close a couple times. I, uh, 
I almost got a walk-on, a preferred walk-on to Vanderbilt University, and that might be a little bit of a shock given what I've been talking about with Division Two, Division Three, kind of staying in that bubble. Well, all of a sudden, I DM a Vanderbilt coach just to kind of just try things out, and I end up getting another DM from one of their personnel coaches, and he's asking me questions and if I would take a walk-on. And in my mind, I, I didn't I didn't really want to take a walk-on because, like I said, it's just it was too expensive, especially a school like Vanderbilt. But then again, this is an SEC school we're talking about, and if I got a preferred walk-on there – what would that mean if I put that offer on Twitter? And it's all its all a game. It's all part of the process. Once you put one tw- Twitter post out saying you got an offer, uh, schools will come around. And I think uh, I really wanted to get that preferred walk-on just so I can get it on Twitter. But also, I was really considering it. If I didn't have anything else, man, I would have went to Vanderbilt. It's just its a prestigious school, beautiful school in Tennessee, and it's SEC. But unfortunately, things didn't work out. They ended up getting their guys. And then another school that was kind of in the same area was Utah State. Uh, Patrick Allen, he was a he was a he worked at Sam Houston for a little bit. He ended up getting on staff at Utah State. And he was telling me, man, we're interested in you. We like you. We just got to wait things out. And man, I got excited. Utah State's a great school. It's group of five. I can go up there and prove that I'm an FBS tight end. But unfortunately, just like everything else, things didn't work out. They ended up getting a JUCO guy who's he's a big boy. I think he's about 6'5", 250, uh, Samoan guy. I, I can't blame him. The dude was, a, was an animal. And so things didn't work out there. And then I come around to Coach Siegler at ULM, University of Louisiana Monroe. And man, my guy, Coach Siegler, he, uh, so he recruited me out of Sam Houston. He was a tight ends coach. But before I got there, he ended up leaving and he came around. He said, hey, man, how are things looking for you? I said, it's going OK. I, I have my goals and it, it's not looking the way I want it to. And he said, look, if you get nothing, I want you here. It'd be a preferred walk on in the spring, but we'd probably end up putting you on scholarship. We re- I really like you. I want you to be my guy. And I really appreciate Coach Siegler for that, because not only did I get that confidence from him that I could do this, but then posting his offer on Twitter got me some more attention. And that's that's the name of the game in the portal is getting yourself attention. And so I really appreciate Coach Siegler for doing that. He's my guy. And I, uh, I almost went there. It would have been something that I would have enjoyed being with the guy that recruited me first and maybe actually getting to be uh, his player. But didn't work out uh, because I found my home in Incarnate Word. And then finally, the last, the last almost place I went to was Troy. And we all seen Troy. Troy was a successful team this year, had – I think they were tied third or fourth for most wins this season and Troy wanted me to play fullback primarily fullback and I thought that was a really really interesting opportunity because I wanted to play fullback that's uh what my body type is that's my favorite players John Kuhn and Pat Ricard both fullbacks and so I thought man I could actually do this and and being a fullback full-time could help me if I want to go pro I I have experience under it and like I said Troy is a winning school but it was a preferred walk-on deal, and, and Troy is a, far, is a far drive from Huntsville, about 12, 13 hours. It's just a tough deal. I wanted to kind of be a little bit closer, and uh, I had a visit lined up. Things didn't work out. Couldn't get in contact with the coach and had to turn it down, but I'm really grateful for Troy. My only fullback, pure fullback chance would have been a really cool opportunity. And so finally... You know, getting to this point, I'm, I'm on vacation with my mom in New Orleans, 
and uh, I get a call from Coach McQueen. And Coach McQueen is now the OC here at UIW. And, uh, man, he's fired up. He's, uh, he's talking to me. He's talking about Incarnate Word, and I'm telling him, man, you know, I got recruited by Incarnate Word previously. Their staff went to Texas State. I've played Incarnate Word. I haven't lost to them. I've been to the place, and he's really interested in me. And uh, the funny thing is, is, you know, Coach Darlington, the tight ends coach, he wasn't on staff yet, and Coach McQueen was telling him about, about me. Because uh, Coach McQueen and Coach Darlington are really close, and uh, I think Coach McQueen knew that he was going to take this this opportunity here, and so he hit me up and we started talking. And Coach McQueen, the thing that that kind of got me compared to a lot of the other guys, he texted me every day, even if it was something little or something, just to say what's up. He talked to me every single day. Coach Darlington started talking to me. Coach Woods, the offensive line coach here, started talking to me, and so I could tell that. You know, these guys are really interested in me. And uh, Coach McQueen was, he was the assistant quarterbacks coach under Lincoln Riley at USC. And that's big time. That, that, that's a coaching tree that you want to be a part of and experiences that, that you want to learn from. And Coach Wood also came from USC. And Coach Darlington, he was a tight end assistant at Florida, previously at Oklahoma. He was an All-American center. He, he played with Baker Mayfield. And so being with these guys with all this experience, it, it was an interesting concept. And so I started getting heavy with Incarnate Word because, like I said, I was going to wait until the spring. I was going to wait things out, keep grinding, wait for things, and maybe in the summer I can hop into a group. But UIW was persistent. They wanted me now. They wanted me to come in. They had a good place for me. The, the offense that they want to run fits my bill very well, fits who I am as a player. And and the players they were comparing me to were players I watched as a kid and uh, or even in middle school and high school. Um, and so I got really interested in UIW. It's the Southland. I've experienced that before. It's, it's FCS. It's, it's right where I kind of felt I was going to be at. And so I took a visit. And uh, me and my mom, on the way to this visit, we were just coming back from New Orleans, and we were driving to San Antonio. And I told myself, I said, if I like this visit, I'm committing on the spot. This is it. Just because of how the coaches were, if this visit goes well, I'm going to commit. And I uh, went on the official visit, had a great time. Uh, and I think what got me, like I said, is the coaches. Meeting Coach Killo, meeting Coach Darlington, Coach Woods, Coach McQueen, Coach Hill, Coach uh, Kenny Hill. If you if you ever heard of Kenny Hill, he was the guy that played after Manziel, and he he did well at A&M, transferred to TCU, and he's a guy that I watched as a kid, and I, I knew I recognized him when I was looking at him. I, I could have swore that I knew who he was, but I just couldn't put my finger on it. And then when they finally told me, I was like, oh, that that's Kenny Hill, wow. But just being around the coaches, man, they – they this is really a family atmosphere. Coach Killo really touches on that that this is a family and I I really appreciated that. Um I think at Sam Houston it was more of a business. Um and and like I said that is that is perfectly fine. If you see Deion Sanders press conference or his videos, he talked to his coaches and he said, "Look, we're not we're not their friends. This is a business. You are their coach, you are their mentor." And so I completely understand if it's a business but here is family. These guys are people that will check up on you even when you're done. They, they kind of make sure you're doing good every day. And uh, I just really had a great time with this visit. San Antonio is a great city. 
Um, I've, I've wanted to live in the city. I wanted to go to a city college and I ended up in Huntsville, which is small town. And so going to be in the big city of San Antonio, it, it kind of made me excited. And so right after that visit, me and my mom decided we were going to commit. We signed and I'm here now in San Antonio and kind of this next part, I just want to keep going on incarnate word, but man, I think another thing that really got me was the culture. Now this is a team that my freshman year at UIW, we kind of walked in like, okay, well, it's UIW. This this is going to be an easy one to kind of slowly throughout the years ended up being my last year or in the playoffs, not my last year at Sam, but the year before that, they took us to overtime and they we beat them by one point and uh, they could have won. QB sneak, it got cut short at the one, game over. And so all of a sudden, now this team is in the semifinals against North Dakota State, and they're four points behind. They, they were four points from going to the national championship. They were the number one offense in almost every category. Uh, Lindsey Scott, Walter Payton Award winner. So this is a team that has got it. They're right there. And I see some similarities from the season with Sam Houston. We were a couple people away. We get to that spring, and we got the guys we needed, and uh, we, we got the job done. And I... Every time I talked to a coach, I went to them and I told them I've been a part of a culture and a winning team and I can bring that to them. I didn't need to do that here. I, uh, I can bring some, some senior advice and some, some stuff that I've learned, but overall, they kind of have everything figured out already. These guys are amped every day to go work out. Even during conditioning days, these guys are out there excited, dancing around, and that makes me excited. I, I get to be a part of that group and I feel really good about this team. Now, the the issue was they were losing a lot of guys. They were losing Lindsey Scott. They were losing their best two receivers. Uh, Grimes, who ended up being at the PA Bowl with Lindsey Scott, losing a lot of their defensive players. But, man, this, this recruiting class has brought in 31 players. Or, yeah, I think it's around 31, including Zach Calzada, former A&M quarterback, goes to Auburn. Now he's at Incarnate Word. So 31 recruits. That's a whole new team. And there comes with positive and negatives. Of course, the positives, you fill the roles that you needed. But the negatives are it's a brand new team. And so I think our job this year, this offseason, is we got to get our group together. And we, like I said, I saw it before at Sam Houston. I know what it takes. And I'm excited to do this journey. And I, I really feel good about this team. Uh, the Southland, you know, it's the Southland. It's, uh, it's, it's competitive. But I think this, this UIW team is what Sam Houston was, where – it kind of runs through them. It runs through San Antonio, the Southland does, and then it comes down to playoffs, man. And I feel really confident about this team. I'm excited to, to document that journey with y'all um, and, and show y'all what we can do. I'm super excited to be a part of this team. And, you know, <laughs> the bird is the word is something I always joke about and being the biggest bird. And offseason has been so exciting we, got, we just did an off-season draft, and we're about to get in some competition stuff and been lifting every day, and so I'm happy. I'm excited to play football again, and I think that was something that I started losing. Um, I, started, I started, you know, I, I got to a point where maybe football was over for me. Uh, I didn't enjoy it anymore. I wasn't having fun, and now that's all back. Um, and it kind of also came down to, look, when I'm old, when, I, when I'm uh, – when I'm running out of time, I'm going to have these memories. And, and if I didn't take this year, I'd regret it. I would say, man, I wish I still played. I wish I still did all that stuff. And so, you know, I don't want to have regrets. I'm so happy I'm here in San Antonio with the Incarnate Word Cardinals. 
I'm excited for this season. I'm excited to bring back Walk On Radio and to document everything and to get episodes going. And so it, it's, a, it's a fun time for me, and it's a fun time for football. It's a fun time for everything, man. And so I'm super excited to kind of bring you everything. This is, uh, this is Dalton Meyer with Walk On Radio. Make sure you follow us on Twitter or follow me on Twitter now. Um, I'm going to keep doing my thing on there. Uh, I think we're gonna. I'm gonna try to get hats going again, but this time in cardinal red. Uh, we're gonna kind of switch colors up a little bit. I think the logo will stay orange, the little football guy. But in terms of hats, want to get them red for the Cardinals. Got some coaches that want them, and uh, yeah, like I said, with the off season, we're gonna get some guests on. We're gonna cover some stuff. Uh, we're gonna try to get a super a Super Bowl episode coming up. I think. The end of this week or the next week, just before the big game, cover some things, talk about the NFL, what I missed this season. But yeah, man, super excited. New era of Walk On Radio, and the bird is the word. This episode is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. This is Dal Meyer, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.